This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, and welcome to the Bobby Podcast. My name is Bobby Kazmaier, and for the past year, I have been sharing my journey in eating disorder recovery on TikTok and through this podcast. I have been able to grow a following of over 150,000 people over the past year by being authentic and relatable in ED recovery and helping others on their journey to recovery and living a fulfilling life with food and health. Before diving into today's episode, I want to point out that I am not a certified nutritionist, dietitian, or eating disorder professional. I'm simply sharing my experiences navigating ED recovery and using them as a way to spread awareness and to potentially help others. If you are struggling with disordered eating or an eating disorder, I highly recommend seeking out professional help or calling the National Eating Disorder Hotline. Now, let's get into the episode. In today's episode, I had the privilege to speak with Kate Noel. Kate is an eating disorder recovery coach, social media content creator, and host of Take the Cake podcast. After overcoming her own eating disorder in the past, Kate is now focused on helping others going through similar issues with food and body image that she once struggled with. Her inspiring path to becoming a recovery coach is a story you will not want to miss hearing. In this episode, Kate sits down with me to discuss her journey along with key messages she preaches to all of her clients, her favorite part about coaching, why her podcast is an outlet for her to speak in the most authentic way possible around ED recovery, and much, much more. Hey, Kate, how are you doing today? Thank you for coming on the podcast. I've listened to your podcast. I'm a longtime listener. I absolutely love it. Take the Cake podcast, one of the best ones out there. Uh, but how are you doing today? Thank you for coming on. Oh my gosh, that's so nice. I'm I'm so glad I'm here. Um, I feel like I'm here because of TikTok. Is that right? Or do you think I'm here because of podcasts? Oh, uh, we could say we could say everything. I don't know. I mean, I I, okay. I follow you on all well, platforms. So, yeah. <laughs> the reason why I'm excited about being here because of the potential of TikTok is because just about a month ago or so, maybe two, I started putting a lot of energy into TikTok like I never had used it before so I'm like ooh like it's 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 not for nothing <laughs> it's for it's for something um because I'm kind of still new to like the TikTok realm so you're very inspiring me you're uh, very inspiring to me as a TikToker who posts consistently oh thank um, you I appreciate that yeah yeah I'm good I'm I'm good life is life's good here in LA feels good to be in the sun so Nothing to complain about. <laughs> That's awesome. It's the exact opposite here in New England. Not, 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 not a, the sun's not out today, so it's like 45 degrees. Is it ever degrees. out? How often is it out this time of year? Oh, it's actually, actually around this time of year it gets, it gets, it gets out there. Um, it's just a pretty rough day today. It's been kind of drizzling all day, so, you know, it's, oh. it's tough, but it's all right. Better days ahead. It's spring, so, yeah. you know. Cool. Um, so you're actually the very first, I guess... I mean, you're you're a recovery coach. You're one of the you're the first recovery coach I've ever had on here. Um, would you classify yourself as a professional? Because I was about to say professional, but I wasn't. You know, I wasn't sure. Like, oh yeah, hmm. <laughs> isn't it funny? I I think I am a professional. Yeah. Yes, I would consider myself a professional. Yeah. It's it's a weird. I've never been asked that before, though. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of a funny, funny question. Weird. Like, I don't yeah. know who's. Who's to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly. I mean, you have the certifications. That's probably, that's that's good enough. Yeah, you know? um, sounds good. 
So can you kind of take us through your journey to becoming a recovery coach um, and, and how that started your process and just everything that goes into being a recovery coach? Sure. Um, I had my own eating disorder and it was a 10 year journey or so. And it just became my whole identity really just took every inch of my life and the eating disorder did and manipulated it. And I felt like I really became somebody who I didn't want to spend time with. Right. Like I didn't want to be with myself anymore. And, uh, that's a terrible feeling. And I think probably a lot of your listeners can relate to that. And I think you can too, as well. Um, so I just, I had kind of an external life that was good quote, you know, lucky and blessed. And I was living in LA and modeling and I had just gotten married and, you know, I, I guess I felt like my eating disorder just, I mean, I never felt like my eating disorder aligned with me. Right. It never felt like, oh yeah, this is what my life's supposed to be about. I think it just got so normal that I didn't really know there was another option. And then one day I just, it all kind of, all that trying to recover all of the pain and suffering, I was just like, I got to do something else. Um, and I don't know why, you know, I said it to myself a lot of times, but for some reason, this one time I was driving in the car randomly felt really different. And um, that's not everyone's experience, but I, I started my recovery and I tried to kind of do it on my own. I tried to just, it started off as me trying to get my period back and getting like my hormones back. And I couldn't, I almost couldn't even admit that I had an eating disorder, right? For so long, it was just, I'm getting my, I'm doing this, gaining this weight and healing my relationship with food to get my cycle back. And once I get my cycle back, I'll be fine. I can go back to like doing whatever I want to do. And so that didn't work. Like I did get my cycle back about nine months later. This is back in 2000. Oh my gosh. I think this is 2017, maybe 2018. (laughs) can't remember. And uh, then I just started recovery and realized it was over the course of those nine months or so, I realized how changed of a person I was and how, I don't know, I, I feel like in 2018 or whatever the year was when I started, I didn't feel like there was a lot of people online talking about it. I felt like there was only a handful of people. So I was like, wow, I really want to share the word. And I didn't know any other models who were really talking about it. So that's when I started sharing on Instagram and I started my YouTube channel and it really just organically happened from there. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't intend to, I didn't intend to become a recovery coach. Absolutely had no idea this was in the works. And I think I started my YouTube and then YouTube was, I don't think they're doing this anymore. I'm not on YouTube anymore. But when I was on YouTube and talking about eating disorder recovery, I was, all of my videos were getting demonetized. So I felt really frustrated because I felt like I couldn't have deep conversations on YouTube about eating disorder recovery. Even if I tried to like hack the algorithm, like TikTokers do. And I, it wasn't, it wasn't working. I think they had like real people watching the videos. Uh, um, see, yeah, see, I'm, I'm yeah. having that same problem right now with TikTok. Actually, like they they keep oh, taking really? down all my videos. Like my account's actually like at high risk for being like permanently banned. Like, and it's like it's frustrating because like you can't like it sucks because like I want to talk about these things and like showcase these things, but the algorithm doesn't see it like that. They feel like it's promoting mm-hmm. it in a sense, but I know it's not. Like I like quadruple check whatever I post before I post it with this kind of stuff. 
so yeah i totally get that it's frustrating like it makes you feel like you can't actually talk about what you actually want to say mm-hmm. you know so. yeah yeah it just, it just is not very validating so i felt really frustrated with youtube and i remember i was in portland oregon which is a beautiful place to be with my husband um and i was like we were just having coffee and i was like i'm so frustrated with youtube like i really just I, my voice is being silenced and I don't like this feeling. Of course, you don't like this feeling. Nobody deserves that. It's happening all over the world in America. No one deserves that. And I just felt frustrated. So I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and do some long form content where I can just say what I like, say like, what the fuck's going on with my eating disorder? Like really just go into it and just be myself. And so I did, I started take the cake and I think all of this work that I had done on social media and on Instagram I felt like there was no, I was like, what's the point of all this? Like, I know the point of it. I'm helping people. I just felt like there was, I had so many eggs and so many baskets and I was like doing modeling and I was doing influencing and I was doing fit modeling, which is like another thing. And I was doing commercial acting podcasts. I felt like I had a lot of stuff going on. So I was just doing some gentle yoga one day and I have to credit my teacher. Um, her name is Jill. I don't know if she's, this, but she helped me and her yoga she she just taught this amazing class and I was just like I'm going to become a recovery coach I have always wanted to help people one-on-one I love connecting people one-on-one I don't really resonate with being as much of an influencer you know I resonate with being a content creator because I feel like influencers I don't know I just felt like I this was my calling so I just did some research on schools and then started my coaching practice in October of 2021. Oh, wow. So you've been doing it. So it's pre- pre- pretty recent. You know, in the oh, last it's so year. recent. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Where did you uh, go to school for? Or like, how did you get this certification? Yeah, I chose to. So I originally, I was thinking of all these different common schools, like integrative nutrition. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Let's do, um, there's like an eating sort of recovery coaching certification from someone named Carolyn Costin. All these were appealing to me. I felt like so, it felt like spiritual, honestly. I ended up choosing the Institute for Psychology of Eating. And it's not necessarily an eating disorder recovery coaching program. It is about psychology of eating. And there's definitely talk talk about binging and, and digestion and even weight and it's just psychology of, of eating and food and body and body image. This program changed my life. It was such an amazing program. And it's how I really developed the foundations of my coaching style, which is really, or I guess it affirmed my coaching style, which is recovery is not just about food and body. It's so much more than that. So my favorite, you know, I love coaching so much because I really that's something that's important to me to get to with my clients. It's kind of gets kind of boring after a while to talk about food and body for one hour every single week. You know, we're bound to talk about more than that. And that's, it's so rewarding to extend it to other areas of our life because food and body is often mirrors to the way we react with interact with food is the way we interact with a lot of other things in our life. So it's just interesting to kind of make that connection. Wow, that's that's amazing. I'm I wish, I'm, I'm definitely going to check out that the Institute of Eating Psychology. I definitely want to look into yeah. that. It sounds like it really, really helped. That's awesome. Um, so so you work mm-hmm. clients one on one. Do you have a general 
message you like to send with all your clients or like key messages you like to send to all of them? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I ask all my clients in the intake. One of the questions I ask is if this, if your eating disorder were here to teach you something deeper, what do you think it would be? And I think that's a good question to think about, even if you don't know just yet, or even if you will never know, that's okay. It's just kind of an interesting thing to think about. And some of my clients even say something as simple as it's taught me that I can get through hard days. And it's like, great. That's such a valuable piece of information. That, that, <laughs> like, that's that's amazing. amazing. No, that, that is amazing. Yeah. Now, now I'm thinking about it. Like now that you mentioned, I'm yeah. thinking about it now. Wow. Yeah. What do you think your answer is? Oh, I might have to think about that one. It, yeah. I don't know. Like, so much. I don't. I. I. I have to sit down and think about it. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. That's wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So I just like to. I just really like to. Reframe recovery. Another thing I like to say to my clients, and the thing I want to take away from every session is that the suffering, like acknowledging your suffering, because I think a lot of people with eating disorders, they like don't acknowledge that they've been through a very traumatic and confusing time of their life that is not normal. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a mental illness. Like you've got to like, yeah. got to realize that. Like, Yeah. And so many people I work with will say like, I don't think I am sick enough or I don't think my, my like qualms with food and body and my challenges are valid. And it's, as soon as you do that, you're just, not acknowledging, you know, potentially years of suffering that you've gone through and just like writing yourself off. So I really like to emphasize that this is a really transformational time and um, I don't know, supporting people along that with that in mind is I think helpful too. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I notice a lot, you know, a lot of people, at least like, for example, in my comment section on TikTok will always feel like they'll always try and invalidate their own eating disorder for whatever reason. And it's tough because, you know, especially on social media, there's so much comparison already. And that just that feeds into that. You just start to actually wonder, oh, do I actually have an eating disorder? It, like it's it's crazy how, how many people can actually feel invalidated because of it. Um, and it's important not to feel that way because you're never what not sick enough. Like, you you, you know what I mean? Um so yeah, I think it's important. It's, I'm glad that you bring that up with them because no one should ever feel invalidated about their eating disorder. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. There's oh, if there's ever like life gives us natural like like consequences and feelings and emotions and reminders. And so if there's ever energy in a place, especially with food and body, like you can't escape that. That's always going to be there. So if there's energy there you can address it you know you you don't have to put it on the back burner and invalidate yourself so i love your work on tiktok i love all of your videos i think i might like them all, <laughs> like, oh, literally I, like them all. I see them too because like when like when your friends on tiktok you know that like it the, like notification stands out so like if yeah mm-hmm. so I, I see them i see them. i really appreciate that Kate. i just think you're so it's so amazing how vulnerable you are i know you hear that all the time I, just in the moments like you're it's so relatable and the connections that it's very real like i really appreciate your work i'm recovered and i appreciate i appreciate your work so if i was in the depths of my binging i would just look at your tiktoks every day and i'm sure people do 
Yeah, and I that thank you first of all, thank you. Um, and I the way I look at it, because people do say all the time, like I can't believe like you you're so open about this kind of stuff. And my response is always like, well, at this point, I'm far and too deep, so like <laughs> might as well, you know. Um, and and it's funny too. I don't know a lot because what I've been doing recently is I've been posting a lot of like POVs and like skits and. A lot of people will kind of assume that like this is actually real what I'm actually going through. And yes, I'll I'll post my my bad days, my my downfalls, but um it's tough to kind of gauge that like the message I want to send is that like I want to show what it can be like, not necessarily I'm going through it right now. I want people to feel less alone about it. Um and that like you just said, like if you were in the depths of your binge eating, for example, you would check them out, which is great. And that's that's the goal. That's what I want that's what I want mm-hmm. people to get out of that. Um so yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. Binging is so, it's interesting how I, I feel like almost everyone who struggles with binging feels shame. It's a very common feeling with binging. And I don't necessarily think it's like that across the board with other types of eating disorder behaviors. Oh, I a hundred percent agree. Because for example, if you're doing the opposite, if you're restricting, um, you don't feel shame. If you successfully restrict, you feel good. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I totally agree. And like the shame, yeah, the shame, the guilt, it's all there. It's, it's, um, it's brutal. It's brutal, but I would, I wouldn't wish the feeling on anybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. So yeah. I, can I ask like, how are, how are you doing in your recovery? Oh, I'm doing actually really well. I had like, you know, this past couple Mm -hmm. months, I've had like a couple slip ups, couple, you know, a couple slip ups here and there, but like overall for the past maybe two years, I've, I've been really, I've been doing really well. Cause yeah, mine, cause mine also started the same with you around 2017, 2018. Um, that was probably the peak of it. I'd say when I, I when I had no knowledge, no anything on nutrition, exercise, nothing like that. That's kind of how I fell into it. Um, mm. But no, things are doing a lot better. Obviously now, like I'm going to school for nutrition. So like the more I learn, the more it helps me. Um, and I try and relay mm. those messages on social media as well, like what I'm learning in school. And vice versa. Um, so no, things are going really well. Yeah, I, thank you for asking. Actually, I, I don't think anyone's yeah. asked me that in a long time. So, thank you. Oh yeah, of course. I, that's great. I'm I'm so happy for you. It's it's really cool that you're pursuing what you're doing. And there's that like wounded healer archetype, which is what I think I think is the best. If I do say so myself, of like yeah. I've been hurt by something or something that I struggled with something, and I'm going to turn it around and help other people with it. Like that's amazing. Exactly, and that's why I feel like. I always think think to myself sometimes that like I was meant to go through an eating disorder, um, and because and it was because to relay what I've gone through to help other people, because um, I didn't really like found like a passion for anything really until I was you know getting rec- like I, until I was recovering and then discovered my passion for nutrition and helping other people. Um, so in a sense, I'm not necessarily glad I went through one, but like I if I were to go through and I'm, 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 I'm okay with it. And like, it was for a reason. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, okay. So you're on social media, obviously multiple platforms, you know, Instagram, TikTok, your podcast, um, as well as in your recovery coach. Do you ever find yourself coinciding the information or the material that you give to your clients with, and then, you know, portraying that on social media and kind of vice versa, or are they kind of more separate? Yes, my clients are my biggest inspirations. So, so many times I'll be in session and it's not like my intentions drive. Like, I'll just be so inspired by our session where I'm like, wow, I really 
want to make content about this. So it's like, I think, I feel like it's like 50, 50, like 50%. I'm just really inspired by the work I've learned and the work that I integrate with my coaching. And then the other 50% my own experience slash stupid fun videos that don't have anything to do with recovery. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you got to have fun with social media, you know, there's enough Mm -hmm. negativity on there. You got to, you got to show some, some, have some fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, do you, how do you, how do you feel about some of the, the negative aspects of social media, especially, you know, in terms of something as sensitive as eating disorders or pretty much any psychological or mental illness? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like you, I'm, I'm, I try and be receptive to, the needs of people like I don't have an eating disorder anymore so to be honest I don't even feel I don't feel triggered by anything really anymore I don't know I mean if I could say 100% of things would not trigger me perhaps there's room for that that's not happened to me in a really long time so I kind of forget what it feels like to be triggered and so I am receptive like I have like I posted a TikTok and it was very like people did not understand it and people were triggered by it and i felt really bad and i even though half of the people were like what's the big deal the other half of the people i was like all right i gotta listen to these people and delete the tiktok so i'm very receptive to to social media and like what people are struggling with at the same time I understand that you cannot, like everyone has their own version of what a trigger can be. Anything can be a trigger and everyone is on their own recovery journey. So I can't bend myself to, to appeal to everyone's needs. And that's not what I want to do. I would much rather somebody unfollow me and follow me again when they want to, or never follow me again. It doesn't even really matter. Um, You know, I want to align with my audience and vice versa. So if that's not happening for whatever reason, I'm open to hearing the feedback. I don't understand why people, I don't love the energy of people attacking you, which maybe you've gotten that before. And that is alarming. Um, That's not something I really like even really respond to because I feel like there's really no point. I don't know. You, I don't know why I feel like maybe you, because TikTok feels more of that territory and i'm not really on tiktok like you are so maybe oh, you get it, a lot of feedback yeah 100 and like the same thing happens to me too i think honestly like 99 percent of like eating disorder recovery accounts will like have that post where like it's not portrayed the way they thought it was going to be and then people yeah will attack them for it um and then you just feel like you feel really bad and just feel horrible and like you delete the video and like that's happened to me a couple of times you know you, you live and you learn and like you kind of mm-hmm. adjust how you go about it but that, it's so tough because like you said you can't please everyone like there's gonna be someone who's not yeah like or ready to watch it or anything something like that like it, you're not gonna please everyone and I, yeah you're right I, I see I get I guess attacked yeah sometimes on TikTok it's like why would you post it's like this is so triggering it's like I, I obviously try not to it I feel like it's just inevitable sometimes um and it sucks for sure but you know you're not going to please everyone but yeah I wish some, they would go about it in a more articulate way than you know when how they actually do it so yeah it, yeah, it happens it's yeah I guess it's just a reaction eating disorder energy is so wild it is unpredictable so I do have compassion for some of the haters to a, to a point <laughs> yeah 
Oh my god. Yeah. And it's funny too because like I think the most common, I guess, hate comment I'll get is when like my TikToks reach like the Jimbro side of TikTok and then I just get called mm. weak eighty million times and it's just like that's just I'm just numb to that at this point. But like the Jimbros, you know, they've actually come at come at me before and I'm like, I do not radiate gym I am going to the gym lately. Um yeah. which is interesting. I but I don't I don't know why the gym bros are coming at me i'm not sure what energy is theirs to claim yeah i really don't understand it i don't know what they get out of it what i don't know what they gain for it i mean i'll take i mean i'll, I'll take the engagement but you know <laughs> that's true that's true they're <laughs> reframe that just yeah. spinning around <laughs> exactly so nice um, have you ever i mean i know you just mentioned you've gotten a couple you know hate comments attacking people attacking you has it gotten easier to deal with over time like you just you're numb to it now or yeah i mean I don't get a lot of hate comments, yeah. truly. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't get a lot. Knock on wood. I'm literally knocking <laughs> on my wooden desk right now. I, I got some when I was on, on YouTube. Uh, so that was hard. I think it just depends. Sometimes it like really pangs you to get a random hate comment. And then sometimes I'm like, ha ha ha, I roll. That's hilarious. Like, that person is suffering. I mean, that's not hilarious that they're suffering, but that person's projecting onto me and I do not care what they say. So it depends. I don't know what the conditions are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, 99% of the time people projecting on you are just, you know, masking their own insecurities. So it's just, you know, you, you just take it and just move on. I don't know. It's still, you know, it, it, I think it gets easier over time because you just kind of just, read it and move on you say oh this i'll never meet this person they have no impact on me whatsoever um so yeah um okay so moving on so i want to go back to to your take the cake podcast um mm. what is your favorite part about podcasting um i i love long form content i just love I don't know why podcasting feels safer than any other platform for me. It feels like I can just say whatever I want and it's not edited, overly edited, or there's no like distraction distractions in the background. Like, yeah, maybe there's an ad or some music in the background sometimes. Other than that, it's like, I'm just going for it and talking. So it just, it feels like a cozy space. And I guess I don't really have a ton you know, I, I, I would love for my podcast to continue growing and reaching more people. I don't feel like I have this huge job with my podcast. It feels like it's it's not so much pressure. Maybe you resonate with some of that. Oh, especially, yeah, the first thing you said, too, is just like you can like in terms of like longer content, like there's only so much you can fit into a TikTok or an Instagram post. Um, those those shorter kind of social media platforms you, and on podcasts, you can actually just say what you want to say. There's no restrictions I mean, obviously, you know, extreme, that's the only, like, you know, extreme circumstances, you know, but there's really no restrictions. You can pretty much say whatever you want and how, in whatever way you want to, you can do it in the most comfiest situation possible. You can be just lying in your bed, have a microphone in your hand. There's no pressure. Um, it's so relaxing. Um, I absolutely love it. And it's just, you, you feel like the real version of you when you're, yeah, when you're, yeah. yeah. 
same yeah you don't have to get ready <laughs> I literally I literally have wet hair right now I just like are we gonna do this on video or not he's yeah. like no <laughs> like <"Okay." laughs> I know yeah <laughs> um no it's it's the best and like it's it's so awesome to like get that feedback from your listeners too and like they enjoy it like that just it makes it feel so much more rewarding and like you said it doesn't it doesn't feel like a job it doesn't feel like work it just feels natural and it's just i don't know it's it's amazing i can't say enough about about podcasts i'm so glad you love it that's awesome yeah because i've always i've wanted to or before i started this I, i was thinking of ways to like kind of expand my content and expand my horizons a little bit and actually get off the content of you know get off the right content of what i actually want to portray and just do that in multiple multiple methods and i thought of podcasts and i was like yeah because youtube just sounds like too much work like youtube is just a whole different game I and mean, you would know you you were on youtube like youtube oh is a grind gosh. it's a lot it's a lot uh youtube is 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 a lot it took yeah. me a little it was like a, it's like a full-time job no, it really is because is. like yeah like people will comment like oh you should start a youtube channel it's like dude like i'm in i'm in school and full-time and like work like i don't have time for that like i just that's full-time also like, youtube bleeds into your life a lot so I just felt like every single thing I did, there was this part of me that was like, you could be filming this. And I'm I'm not really a screen time type of person. You know, I don't love, like when I'm with my, I don't have really any like influencer friends. I have a couple, but most of my friends are just people who like live their life. And I don't know, I just kind of got tired of questioning all of, everything I was doing, if it was like worthy of being on YouTube or not and exploiting, not exploiting, but, you know, pulling out the camera when I was like with my friends and stuff who like don't even, aren't even on YouTube. It just felt kind of not aligned with my life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally understand that. Did you feel pressures to like record everything and anything and everything about your life? Like if you suddenly happen, oh, I should pull out the camera and record this Mm. and just like, because I, because when I would record or I suppose what I eat in a day is all the time. Uh, that was like, you know, my first form of content, my, my main form of content for a while. And every time I would eat something, uh, I would think, oh, I should take my phone out and record it. Or like, if even if like, I wasn't even hungry, I'd say, oh, you know, I should probably record some food right now, you know, because that's what the people want. But like, it just got way too taxing and tiring. And I, I, I wanted to like step back and like not have my entire life be on a camera roll. So, yeah, um, yeah. Respect, respect. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying to get you know reduce my screen time a lot as well. I'm trying to get I'm trying to be like you you know not be a completely screen time person. It's tough when like a you know majority of your life is like through a screen. You know whether it's school, mm-hmm. social media, work. Like it's it's tough. It's tough. So I commend you for that. That's awesome. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and that's another cool thing about podcasts too. If you're doing like a solo podcast, you don't have to be staring at a screen. You just have your microphone in hand and just stare at the wall if you wanted to. I know. Sometimes I'm like laying down. Sometimes I'm just like in the crazy position like pretzel legs and i'm just like i'm just gonna talk and i usually record podcasts solo podcasts in the evenings um and it's like a nice moment with with myself you know i don't know uh, special it is it really it really is special i, I absolutely love it um and yeah. this this next question I, I ask a lot of my my guests who struggle with an eating disorder in the past um if you could say anything to your former self that was struggling, what would you say that? What would you say to them, knowing what you know now? Mm. Um, I would say to myself, 
Hmm. I don't know. This is do it's most tough. people already have an answer? No, you, it takes them, you know, a couple minutes, couple or a couple seconds. Yeah, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would say. I think I would. It would be something about trusting myself, trusting in my life. Like you, you can trust in your life, in your body, in your choices. Giving myself grace and honoring my choices, like truly honoring my choices, and uh, yeah. So that was a little jumbled. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that's a great answer. It's a perfect answer. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I wish we could actually go back and tell our former selves something like that. You know. I know. But, well, yeah. at least we're both. You know, we're here now and. Yeah. I'm like, I'm proud of you and proud of us for doing the work and, and then sharing it. It's, it's making a difference. That's that's so great. I I know. Go us. I know. Uh, Because it's it's one thing to do the work in recovery. And then it's it's another thing to actually openly talk about it. Because that was my biggest thing for a while was like, oh, I'm never going to tell anyone about this. Because I knew it was happening. But I I thought for sure, like, I didn't want to tell anyone. I was like, this is going to be a me thing. And I'm just going to get over it and move on but like obviously that hasn't happened or that that didn't happen but it's it's yeah it's a, it's a whole other beast to openly talk about it but it does get easier obviously over time once you keep talking about it so yeah yeah and i think like that's your eating disorder trying to you know say okay not don't tell anyone because as soon as you open up your mind to other people and say here's what i'm struggling with here's what i'm thinking about it becomes abnormal like it stops being so normal because you're you kind of expose yourself and you're like oh that's not normal that's unusual and now other people know so that's a big deal to share with other people it's a huge deal to share with one person oh i know let alone the whole world i I know i remember how nervous it was because my my sister was the first person i ever told i remember how nervous i was like even just going up to her like someone who i'm extremely close with and just like it was so nerve-wracking but you know got it done and then now yeah telling you know almost two hundred thousand people it's just like i I think about sometimes it's like imagine me going back to like my younger self and be like hey dude like two hundred thousand people are gonna know you have an eating disorder one day i don't (laughs) i know right i can't even picture two hundred thousand people in a room i know so crazy i know it it does not make any sense um (laughs) it's it's craziness it so the power of the internet is just crazy. I know. Grateful for it. Oh my it's god! It's great. So we wouldn't be having this conversation if it wasn't for the. Power I know. Of the internet, so. I know. I'm ha- I'm happy that the world is seeing more recovery content. You know, obviously yeah. there's a dark side, and there's a good side. There's there's goodness too, and it clearly helps. You know, just having the having someone to look up to and relate to is so good. Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. Because I know I think when I was really struggling like in, the, in the depths of it you know when I was 16 17 years old there really was there really weren't many male figures talking about openly talking about it and looking back like I or one of my goals is to always be someone who my who my younger self could have looked up to if someone was around at that time that's one of my mm-hmm. biggest goals because especially because I know there's so many guys who struggle with eating disorders and they're they're too afraid to openly talk about it because the stigma the stigmas around it and I was in that same boat um and it sucks when like like I will get DMs sometimes from guys who go on like their 
second account to message me about it because they're scared mm-hmm. somehow people are going to like find it like it's it's ridiculous it's it's so crazy to me it's yeah oh that's so cool i kind of i was going to ask you if you want to be on take the cake actually oh wow it's a live formal invitation to a take live the cake. invitation i was going to ask you after but i'm going to ask you live straight up i accept <laughs> let's do it you, you accept okay accept. no pressure you know you can oh. tell me after this if after we're not like <laughs> oh come on of course it'd be, it'd be an honor to be on take the cake like i've, oh, I've been listening exciting. for so long i, I love you i love that's your podcast cool. yeah thank you wow. thank you yay uh, heard it here first right. i'll be on take the cake <laughs> yay take the cake yeah we we need we need bobby yes oh that's awesome let's go this made my day let's do hey. it awesome well, I, I think on that note, that's a, that's a great place to that's a great place to stop right there. <laughs> I'm like, tune in, uh, please tune in, take the cake to listen to the reverse uh, conversation. Nice I, I just have so many questions I want to ask you, and I've been oh God, yeah. kind of holding my tongue a little bit. Oh my so God! I'm like, yeah, I want to ask him on take the cake. Yeah, I'm an open book. Come on, let's, yes. let's do it. Great. Um, all right, well, Kate, thank you so much for coming on to the Bobby podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. I, I think my, I think the listeners will really appreciate an insight, your insight as you know, someone who is a recovery coach. That's that's awesome. Um, is your? I'm assuming your 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 the link to your coaching is somewhere on your social media, so I can link it for the listeners. Yeah, I mean, it's like in my Insta link. The, my bio link there's like the link tree or whatever yeah, the link it is tree, yeah. with with uh my link to my website and then i have it on my tiktok i think too it's just katenoelwellness.com and you can just learn more about coaching on there if you're interested i have a wait list um but don't be scared of the wait list it's i will get to you honestly it's it's uh it's happening so yeah and i and i might be doing a group coaching program either this summer or this fall um whoa that's need to work that out yeah it's gonna be a small group hopefully i might do more than one group um and i have some information for the summer one on my website now like i said it's still up in the air if you're interested you can apply there you go here to hear first that's awesome that's <laughs> yeah link will be in the description for all of those i'll obviously link all of kate's socials as well um kate thank you so much again this was a great conversation um this was awesome thank you yeah. thank you bobby thank you so much <laughs> anytime <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of the bobby podcast Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating, leave a review, listen to my other episodes, follow me on TikTok, follow me on Instagram. I really appreciate every single one of you who is listening, who has been listening. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, And I hope you have a great rest of your day.